Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 14. The End. Part 4. Perks did not appear until the 1154 was signaled. And then he, like everybody else that morning, had a newspaper in his hand. Hello, he said. Here you are. Well, if this is the train, it'll be smart work. Well, God bless you, my dear. I see it in the paper, and I don't think I was ever so glad of anything in all my born days. He looked at Bobby a moment and then said, One I must have, miss, and no offense. I know on a day like this here. And with that he kissed her, first on one cheek and then on the other. You ain't offended, are you? he asked anxiously. I ain't took too great a liberty. On a day like this, you know. No, no, said Bobby. Of course it's not a liberty, dear Mr. Perks. We love you quite as much as if you were an uncle of ours. But on a day like what? Like this here, said Perks. Didn't I tell you I see it in the paper? So what in the paper? asked Bobby. But already the 1154 was steaming into the station, and the station master was looking at all the places where Perks was not and ought to have been. Bobby was left standing alone, the station cat watching her from under the bench with friendly golden eyes. Of course you know already exactly what is going to happen. Bobby was not so clever. She had the vague, confused, expectant feeling that comes to one's heart in dreams. What her heart expected I can't tell. Perhaps the very thing that you and I know was going to happen. But her mind expected nothing. It was almost blank, and felt nothing but tiredness and stupidness and an empty feeling, like your body has when you have been a long walk, and it is very far indeed past your proper dinner time. Only three people got out of the 1154. The first was a countryman, with two baskety boxes full of live chickens, who stuck their russet heads out anxiously through the wicker bars. The second was Miss Peckett, the grocer wife's cousin, with a tin box and three brown paper parcels. And the third. Oh, my daddy, my daddy! That scream went like a knife into the heart of everyone in the train, and people put their heads out of the windows to see a tall, pale man with lips set in a thin, close line and a little girl clinging to him with arms and legs while his arms went tightly round her. I knew something wonderful was going to happen, said Bobby, as they went up the road. But I didn't think it was going to be this. Oh, my daddy, my daddy. Then didn't mother get my letter, father asked. There weren't any letters this morning. Oh, daddy, it is really you, isn't it? The clasp of a hand she had not forgotten assured her that it was. You must go in by yourself, Bobby, and tell Mother quite quietly that it's all right. They've caught the man who did it. Everyone knows now that it wasn't your daddy. I always knew it wasn't, said Bobby. Me and Mother and our old gentleman. Yes, he said. It's all his doing. Mother wrote and told me you had found out, and she told me what you'd been to her. My own little girl. And they stopped a minute then. And now I see them crossing the field. Bobby goes into the house, trying to keep her eyes from speaking before her lips have found the right words, to tell Mother quite quietly that the sorrow and the struggle and the parting are over and done, and that Father has come home. I see Father walking in the garden, waiting, waiting. He is looking at the flowers, and each flower is a miracle to eyes that 
all these months of spring and summer, have seen only flagstones and gravel and a little grudging grass. But his eyes keep turning towards the house, and presently he leaves the garden and goes to stand outside the nearest door. It is the back door, and across the yard the swallows are circling. They are getting ready to fly away from cold winds and keen frost to the land where it is always summer. They are the same swallows that the children built the little clay nests for. Now the house door opens. Bobby's voice calls. Come in, Daddy, come in. He goes in, and the door is shut. I think we will not open the door or follow him. I think that just now we are not wanted there. I think it will be best for us to go quickly and quietly away. At the end of the field, among the thin gold spikes of grass and the harebells and gypsy roses and St. John's Ward, we may just take one last look over our shoulders at the White House, where neither we nor anyone else is wanted now. Thank you for joining us on this journey with the Railway Children. It's our first complete release of a longer story that won't fit into our regular episode format. We will be releasing the discussion episode for the Railway Children soon. Podcasting isn't free, but we don't charge for most of our content. And that might not be the best business model, but we do want everyone to have the opportunity to listen regardless of finances. So if you really like us and you can afford it, go to Patreon and subscribe for only $3 a month to get premium and ad-free content. The more people who join, the more content we can afford to create. If you like what you hear but you don't have spare cash, you can still help. Just go and follow us on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and add us on whatever your favorite app is for podcasts. Give us a good rating on the ones that have that feature like Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that more people can find us. The URL for our link tree is in the show notes, and that has links to everything that I just mentioned. All of this helps us so much. So get in touch with us to give us feedback or suggestions and keep listening because the rest of Paul Bunyan's going to be coming up next. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.